So y'all close y'all eyes by your head. Um, Lord, we want to thank you for this day. Thank you for giving us another day of life and letting us be able to join this moment. God, I, I pray that you touch this session as I thank you for allowing us to be able to understand more of you and being able to dive into your word, Lord, and let it be able to teach us as we read. God, I pray that you open our eyes, our hearts, our spirits, Lord, to be able to feel what you need, feel what we need, God, and feel what you're trying to tell us, Lord, as that you continue to stay with us and <clears throat> let your will be done in our lives. This I ask and pray all in, all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So we left off at uh, 13. We talked about temptation. Uh, all right. So we're going to go ahead and keep going then. Uh, we got uh, 14 through 30. I mean, not 30. 14 through 23. Who wants to uh, read that? I can read it. Ain't nothing. Okay. So then, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I am speaking to sensible people. Judge for yourself what I am saying. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, since all of us share the one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Do not those who eat the sacrifice participate in the altar? What am I saying then? That food sacrificed to idols is anything or that an idol is anything? No, but I do say that when they sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot share in the Lord's table and the table of demons. Or are we provoking the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? One more. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything builds up. All right. <clears throat> so, um, I know for me, what I got from that. Um, hey, what scriptures are we in? This is First Corinthians 10. That was 14 through 23. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of verses that I wrote down to highlight. Uh, the first one was 19. Um you know, it talks about an idol. And one thing I want to touch on is like, uh, and, and probably not nowadays, but I know like sometimes when you hear idol, you think of like, okay, they talking about like other gods, you know, like, mm -hmm. or whatever. But, uh, you know, I just want to highlight, you know, as we both, as we all know, like an idol is not necessarily another god. It could be money, sex, work, or even people. And, mm -hmm. that's, that's, you know, that's when we put, we list out our priorities, and of course, God and Jesus, you know, they all, it's all supposed to be at the top, number one priority. And if we place anyone above that, that's, you know, I feel like that's in a sense idolatry. So everything that, uh, everything else or everyone else should be, should fall under that. You know, uh, I guess like, it's like, for example, if, if you're married, it's supposed to be God, Jesus, and then your wife, you know, and then everything under that, you know, mm -hmm. wife and kids and, you know, everything under that. Um, but another verse I want to touch on is 21. Um, and I read, it says, you cannot drink both the Lord's cup and the cup of demons. You cannot share in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. Um, and this is the Amplified Verse said, thereby becoming in partners with them. So it's like, you know, I have my own feelings of, of my own opinions and thinking of what this means, but I guess for y'all, like, what does it mean that you cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons? 
see, first and before I can answer that, I got to go back a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Mm-hmm. He says, uh, what did he say? What am I saying then? That food sacrificed to idols is anything or that an idol is anything? No, but I do say that what they sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. Mm-hmm. And for me, like what stood out to me is that like when you growing up in a church or when you like or when you in a church, the old church or the new church, whatever mm-hmm. church you're part of, mm-hmm. they like to they like to be dismissive of other ideologies of other spirits. Like they like to be like, don't do that. That's fake. That's witchcraft. That, that don't work. That ain't this. That ain't that. Right. And, and by being dismissive, like I feel like we not really addressing the whole issue because that's not fake. Like, like he said, like Paul said, and it's, yeah, it's real right here. That stuff is, that stuff is real. What am I saying mm-hmm. is I'm, Am I saying that this is anything? No, I'm just saying like they giving they making a sacrifice to demons, to real otherly spirits, and so that called out to me because it's like we can't be so quick to dismiss the other stuff that people are doing. And so once you get down to verse 21, and it's talking about you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot share in the Lord's table and the table of demons. Mm-hmm. All right, this going to sound real foolish, but this is the space for it. I don't care. Back in college, undergrad, mm-hmm. I read somewhere that uh, Russell Simmons was a Buddhist Christian, right? And so I'm thinking, oh, Buddhism is not a religion. It's just a way of thinking, right? Like, you can be mm-hmm. a Buddhist Christian. Mm-hmm. And that that is a literal illustration of you can't, you can't serve two masters. You can't share right. two cups. And a lot of people like to be like, well, I'm going to be a Christian, but I'm going to also do what the world doing. I'm going right. to be a Christian, but I'm going to also practice this this um, practice over here, this witchcraft, this sorcery, mm-hmm. this, 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 that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't do that. As a true Christian, you cannot call yourself of God, but then also participate in the stuff from another God, from another idol, from another spirit. Right. And that's what I got out of it. Yeah, I'll say that uh, <clears throat> I agree with what you're saying. I, uh, when I was thinking about it, um, I, I didn't think too, like, I guess, like, spiritualized and looking at, like, uh, like when you said you went back and looked at, you know, they they eat food or they sacrifice just like you sacrifice, but they're sacrificing to this, whereas you're sacrificing to this. Um, but I, I would say, like, I kind of like, you know, when you look at, you can't, like you said, you can't do this as a Christian and then do this at the same time. It's like, you know, then you're really, like, being hypocritical. It's like, you know, you're you're praising God. One day, you know, you're you're praising God, and on Sunday, you know, you're praying, you're crying and everything, and then, you know, next day, you know, you're doing a complete opposite of what the Christian walk is supposed to do or whatever case may be. It's like, you know, you're either like going to build your relationship with God, you know, and build yourself up to be a better Christian, build yourself up to be mature in the spirit, or, you know, you're going to be at both. Like you can't, you can't do both. And that's when idolatry comes in because it's like God is sharing that spot with something else, you know? And so that's what I agree with what you're saying, but that's what I was going to say too. Uh, D'Angelo, you got anything? 
Yeah, I agree with both of well, both of y'all saying uh like you can't be saying like man, I'm sold out for God but doing this or what and doing this and doing that. I understand like we as Christians we slip up and we fall. Right. But it goes back to uh not being comfortable when you sin. You know, that makes two scriptures that I want to well, two verses that I want to uh, say something about is twenty three mm-hmm. and 24, it say, I'm reading the NLT Bible. Okay. It say, I am a, I am allowed to do, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. This is like, this verse right here is very important. Yes, like is. with Christians, because mm-hmm. again, you have to have self-control. Yeah, man, I can go out here and I can get drunk and I can drink and I can do all that. Although I can do that, it's right. not beneficial for my soul. Exactly. It's not it's not feeding my soul. If I want to be more like God, I have to have self-control. I have to allow the Holy Ghost to live through me. So when I do get that urge in the flesh to want to go out there and get sloppy drunk, the Holy Ghost is going to convict me and my self-control mm-hmm. is going to say, no, nah, you don't need to do that. And it goes on down to uh, verse 24 when they say, don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. This verse right here speaks to me. And it's like, it's very important to me because mm-hmm. I'm trying to break my family generational curses. Right. Yeah, I can go out here and I can do crazy stuff, but I'm not only thinking about myself. I'm thinking about the benefits of other people. My calling, my calling is not to like put me on a pedestal my call is not to like give me all high and mighty, but my mm-hmm. call is actually to be a servant. So right. since I have that mindset, I can't partake in certain things because it's not of God. And also my calling is worth fighting for. Certain things is just not beneficial for my calling. Although I am allowed to do anything and God gave us free will or free will to do, no, certain things is just you just cannot do it because it's not of God. So those, like those two verses right there, like those two verses are very vital to the Christian walk, very vital to the believer's walk. Uh, yeah, like is. you cannot do anything just because you allow to do it. Like you cannot, we cannot do that if you want to please God and not the world because the world is going to tell you to do like anything that you want to do. The world is going to tell you to do like, man, this is okay for you to do it. It's okay for you to dabble in this sin right here. But like the scripture just said, everything is not beneficial for you. So I'm very, I'm very grateful for that. Um, very grateful for those verses right there. Like, like man, this it just spoke to me. Right, man. Y'all said a mouthful, and in that, like, I just felt like we, we, Carlton, you've been alluding to it all night. You alluded to it before this. Like, we we let other stuff become our master. We let other mm-hmm. stuff become our idol. And like this, this scripture to me is like calling and it's just like, yo, you can't say that you are a Christian and then put on your black air force horns as soon as you walk out. <laughs> like, like you, you can't do that because like you can't serve too massive. You can't be like, yeah, I follow God and then go rob somebody. And, right. back. and so, yo, that's, <laughs> And look, and another thing, and another thing where I think we have got soft as believers, mm-hmm. because if I'm if I'm doing if I'm dabbling in sin, I know that I'm dabbling in sin, and I know it's not of God. 
I'm going right. to hold myself accountable and I'm going to repent and trying to turn away from that sin and ask God to give me the strength to turn away from that sin. Now, we got to worry is like certain people dabbling in, dabble in sin and when you try to help them out and say, no, that it's not of God, they think you are judging them. But in reality, you're just trying to hold them accountable and say, no, that's, that's not of God. We're not judging you because we got our own sins that we are dealing with. And I would hope someone would call me out on my sin when I sin. Right. So that's how we just, I think we just, we got too soft. Again, this goes back to where we have to be bold in God. Like, yeah. we just got soft with sin. Like, certain people don't speak out against sin no more because, like, oh, man, you judging me. It's not right. that I'm judging you. It's that I'm holding you accountable. Like, I would want you to hold me accountable when I'm dabbling in sin. That's something that is is real because accountability is something that uh, I don't know whether it's like, you know, we may worry about. I know, like, for example, with me, I say that uh, and I think I've spoken on this before. Like, I will I'll think about how I should say something to somebody because like, I don't want to seem like too much of this or too much of this. I want to say it the, like a way where they'll receive him and not think that I'm trying to comfort him or yeah, you know, whatever the case may be. And instead of like just being like, hey, I'm just like, no, like you shouldn't be doing that. It's just like, right. you know, like it's your life. You know, you can do whatever you want, but I, you know, I really think you should look at it this way. It's like, you know, that, and that may work too, but sometimes it's like, like you said, we got to be bold and be like, I want you to be better. Like, it's this. And it's like, hey, like, that's just it. It is what it is type deal. And I kind of believe where a Christian. Yeah. This where a Christian community is supposed to come in. A Christian, for example, like if someone's not holding you accountable, if your, if your friend is not holding holding you accountable, mm-hmm. is that person really your friend? Right. If this no. person just letting you do anything that you want to do that's not beneficial to like your calling, or I'm just I'm just say for example, somebody got a job and this person breaking all the rules, you yeah. you as a friend, you're not calling that person out on those. Are you really my friend? I want to be around. Uh, I want to be around the believers that, like, that's gonna call me out when I sin. Right. So to make, so I can make, so to make me a better person, because I can't do it on my own. I need to, like God said, one can kill a thousand, two can kill ten thousand. If we all come together as a community and call each other out on sin, not saying that, man. Say for example, calls me you, hey, a six. I'm not gonna come at you and be like, dang, bro, you just had six. God gonna, God gonna, man, you gonna go to hell. No, I'm not gonna come at you like that. I'm gonna say, right. bro, or man, you know, like, something like this, you know what you did wrong, but we all make mistakes. Right. Just pick yourself up from that mistake, repent, and just go closer to God. I'm yeah, not going to... learn from you, grow from you. Yeah, I'm not going to pound yeah. it down your throat. I'm just going to... I'm going to call you out in love. And a lot of, again, to flip it around, a lot of Christian believers, we don't call people out in love. We call people out in condemnment yeah. and judgment. Yeah, it's pride. Really, it's, it's a pride thing. I think that's like... It may be like an old school church mm-hmm. thing, but that's why like a lot of us in our generation aren't really in church like that. Cause it's like it's this, like uh, you gonna go to hell with this and this and this, and like which I mean you may, but it's like it's certain mm-hmm. ways to to go about it. It's like yep. it's more of like it's gonna be this, but not like you know, hey, like we're all sinners, we're all gonna sin, like bringing ourselves down to size. Cause sometimes like Christians can be too conceited. It's like oh, I'm good, I'm this, I'm this. It's like well, let's. Let's humble ourselves because we all sinners. Ain't no sin greater than the other sin. All sins, you know, lay equal at the cross. But 
it's, it's saying like, hey, we all sin, but the, the point is like, we need to grow together. We need to grow closer to guys, the relationship with guys. It's not like, it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not something that, that just pops. It's something that you, you work for and build for. It's, it's, it's just a way to go about it. And I feel like we don't teach a lot of how to go about it. We just say, hey, don't do it. And oh, yeah. that was my problem with the church. <laughs> my problem with the church. But it, it's always don't do it. It's never an explanation. The yeah. church, the church is so afraid to offer an explanation, as if the Bible didn't give you an explanation. Like all right. we got to do is pick up the Bible, and the explanation is there. And I just wanted to say this, and then we can move on. The church, the the facility of the church, the body of the church, the actual church as we know it we got some elitists in there people be it ain't even just like i'm holier than now they be like bro i got the knowledge of christ and i'm gonna look down on you and we not called to be like that and that's that's trash like we should be able to hold each other accountable yeah. like i should be able to look at carlton and be like bro you, you know you shouldn't have did that i think i actually have done that yeah without, without coming at him and being like you going to hell, bro. Right. <laughs> you you right. know you're going to hell for that. What? <laughs> Come on, bro. So I think the church has to do better if we want to reclaim souls and bring people back to the church. Yeah. And it's, it's twofold, man. Like, um, yeah, it's in the Bible. Like Matthew chapter 18, uh, I think the last section, paragraph, pericope of it talks about how do you deal with your brother, right? It says, hey, like, if your brother is in sin, hey, bring him, bring him to the side alone. Hey, you in sin. If right. he don't listen to you, okay, get two or three people that, that, and be like, that, that are trusted friends. Hey, you in sin. <laughs> if he don't listen, then you bring somebody with, a, with some spiritual authority and have a little intervention. Hey, you in sin. <laughs> and if they don't listen, then, hey, leave them alone. They, they clearly don't care. You know what I'm saying? And, like, in regards to the, that elitist aspect, that's twofold. One, a lot of us as the congregation, we are, we, instead of being sheep, <laughs> you know, as we're called to be of the Lord, we're sheeple. And we just worship whoever talking in the pulpit. You know what I'm saying? Instead of reading the Bible for ourselves, we just rely on the pastor because the pastor... Yeah either healed somebody one or two times, he got money, or the case may be, we just listen to, to that person and not hold them a check. And then usually it's the case that the, the leader doesn't have anyone above him to hold him accountable. Like there should always, no matter what position you are in, there should, some, there should always be someone above you that you can say, hey, I, I'm still being mentored. Hey, I'm still have someone that tells me what to do. Or, or instructs me rather and which way to go. And like for a lot of churches that I've seen, mm -hmm. it, it's not like that. That, 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 that person is basically the Pope and whatever he say that his will be done. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's a lot of work to do, but like as, as, as the congregation, we can't be blindly ignorant either of the word and just rely on the pastor. We got to read the word for ourselves. And that our own relationship. I think we talked about this, was it last time, two, two yep. weeks ago? It was, it was last time. Yeah, it talked about that, like, you know, the pastor is not going to be able to get us into heaven. He can't be like, I can vouch for him, him, her, her, and him. No, he, ain't, he can't do that. <laughs> he it's can't it's do cool, that. God. They with me. They, I, right. I know them. <laughs> like, they, they were in my congregation. They were in church every Sunday. Like, they good. Like, no, it's not like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Gabriel went there. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Lashay, welcome. We are, we, 1 Corinthians 10, we just did 23, 24, and I'll read it for you just in case you have something. Well, we read more than that, but that's what, that's what this conversation came from, and I'll read it for you just in case you have something you want to say about it. Uh, all things are lawful, that is, morally legitimate, permissible, but not all things are beneficial or advantageous. All things are lawful, but not all things are constructive to character and edifying to spiritual life. Let no one seek only his own good, but also that of the other person. Yeah. Um, that's, I, um, yeah, like, I think, like, that is one of the major problems. Um, the fact that we don't understand that scripture or don't read it at all. Um, yeah, not all things are sin necessarily, but they're not good for me. You know what I'm saying? We, there, there, there are different things that God has told each of us that may not necessarily be scripture or gospel, but like, I'm not going to force what God told me to do for my personal life onto someone else. If it's not gospel, if it's not sin, I'm not going to hit no one over the head about it. But at the same time, just because, hey, for example, let's say Carlton, God told you, you, because you're leading this Bible study, I need you to read the word every morning when you wake up, every noon when you go to lunch, and right before you go to sleep, just like that, every single day, and I need you to fast two times a week. Now, you know, you may be looking at me, you may be looking at me or somebody else on here and like, we ain't doing all that. You're like, but God, they not, they not doing what you told. I don't want to do that. I'm hungry. I want to eat, you know, I'll yeah. be sleepy. I don't want to wake up. Like, yeah, like there, there are certain things that God tells us to do or he doesn't, or he, or he like, you know, he organizes us all differently according to the position that we're playing for him in the kingdom of God. So yeah, I'm not, I might, that might not be sin, but I ain't going to sit around and do everything either, nor will I be mastered by anything. And like, just, yeah, just all around, just not like forcing, like, especially like when it comes to eating pork and just, there's a whole bunch of stuff with that. But, um, but yeah, we, we just say follow the Lord in accordance to what he has told mm -hmm. us to do, accordance to our mission, accordance to what we're supposed to do on the earth. And we follow that along with the word and yeah, we good. Hey, I want to say something right quick. Uh, Lachey, I'm glad uh, the Holy Ghost used you. I want to, I want to, I want to put a challenge on us. Uh, give us a challenge. Okay. What, what do y'all think about fasting for one week? And we encourage those that are watching the uh, this video as well Join to us. fast Join and, us. And, and pray along with us. Y'all yeah. saw how hard it was going to be for us. It's, <laughs> it's fine. We can make it. Right. We're all in this together. All right, let's continue. Because <laughs> you didn't shut up. All right. So, <laughs> no, nah, um, but for real, I did have something I wanted to say about Oh, yeah, 24. go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. So, like, 24, this whole passage, starting with 23 through the end of the text, through the end of the chapter, is really what made me want to kind of discuss this this um chapter of 1 Corinthians, like, and I just wanted to use that as a preface as we go into it because the things we read in here are kind of what I'm building the pillars of my new renewed faith on. And like starting with 24 where he says, no one is to seek his own good, but the good of the other person. A challenge for myself is to like get rid of some of my pride 
and let God flow through me and affect other people. Like I want to be at the bottom of the totem pole from this day to my last day. I want to be serving everybody that I come in contact with every day. And so this scripture has just really convicted me and I'm scribbling it on my heart every single day. Mm. Okay. I know with that, it's like making sure that you don't cross that line. I feel like it's like a, it's not, it's a thin line, but it's not when it comes to like, have, like being that sacrifice. Yeah. And then like being a people pleaser. See, I'm a watch and pray. I'm a, I believe in watching and praying. I ain't gonna let you walk all over me. I'm gonna say because we still gotta have a type of confidence and self love within ourselves, and not let people like like you said like walk over us or run over us just because we want to be a servant to to the people, you know. So it's like you gotta find that balance. I feel like. So for me, the charge that I've given myself mm-hmm. is that like if I'm gonna serve everybody, it starts with me serving myself and loving myself first. Mm-hmm. so that I can set that standard for which I want to give everybody to. I can't pour out from an empty vessel, bro. So, like, I got to build myself up. I got to build my own standard. I got to build my own self-love mm-hmm. so, so that I can serve you and I won't let you walk all over me. Like you said, it's a balancing act. It's going to take intentionality and working at it constantly to make sure that I'm serving but not letting you walk all over me. Right. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's what... That's, and that's something that I have to do too because I am more inclined to be a servant than to, you know, I guess like hold out my own or like like you said, like make sure no one's like walking all over me. So it's like I got to tie in more of like for me, it's like that self-love and that confidence within how, mm-hmm. I, how I act or how I do because I'm a giver more than I am a receiver, the empath, all that type of stuff. So it's just, I got to work on that part me that's why i know it's like that balance like you gotta find that balance because you know you just hey gonna be a doormat yep uh but yeah all right that's good so uh we can go ahead and finish out the chapter and um did anyone want to read this or i can read it 25 to 31 go for it man all right i'll read it it's the uh, amplified version. Regarding meat offered to idols, eat anything that is sold in the meat market without asking any questions for the sake of your conscience. For the whole earth is the Lord's and everything that is in it. If one of the unbelievers invites you to a meal at his home and you want to go, eat whatever is served to you without asking questions about its source for the sake of your conscience. But if anyone says to you, this meat has been offered and sacrificed to an idol, do not eat it. Out of consideration for the one who told you and for conscience's sake. And by conscience, I mean for the sake of the other man, it's not yours. But why is my freedom of choice judged by another's conscience, another's ethics, or another's sense of right and wrong? If I take my share of food with thankfulness, why am I accused because of something for which I give thanks? So then whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of our great God. Do not offend Jews or Greeks or even the church of God, but live to honor him. Just as I please everyone in all things as much as possible, adapting myself to the interests of others, not seeking my own benefit, but that of many, so that they will be open to the message of salvation and may be saved. So that was a mouthful, but I'm pretty sure this is where we get that say, saying our grace before we eat. 
pretty sure it comes from here. If I'm not mistaken, I'm probably wrong, but I'm pretty sure it comes from this right here, which I, I honestly didn't know till we started reading this. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, okay, that's probably where it came from then. Yeah. But this yeah. this body of text right here, this is the meat of the whole chapter, in my opinion. Like, mm -hmm. this is everything. Wow. So why you what what elaborate? Why you think that? Yeah, elaborate. All right. So thirty. Which which one is it? Thirty three. Thirty three is the scripture that that is the keystone scripture of my life. Twenty four is part of it, but like thirty three when he says, "Just as I also try to please everyone oh, in everything." not seeking my own benefit, but the benefit of many so that they may be saved. Like, this is it. Like, just as I try to make, he even, he, he talks about it, like not seeking my own benefit and in your amplified version, I think he said it even better. Um, what is it saying? Adapting myself to. Yeah, it says as much as possible, adapting myself to the interests of others. See, as much as possible, adapting myself to the interests of others. Like, for me, that this is the bedrock of establishing myself as a servant, as taking myself out of the mm -hmm. equation mm -hmm. so that I can serve everybody else so that they can get that anointing, so they can get that grace of Christ through me. And then just backing up through the rest of it, eat everything that is sold in a meat market without raising questions for the sake of conscience. Um, mm -hmm. And then he says, since the earth is Lord and all that is in it, if that that part Dexter said last week when he said we got to be careful about doing stuff to impress others, even if it is leading us to a better end. Right. Mm -hmm. So we were waiting on Dexter to be here so we can battle with this one, but he ain't, what, he okay. ain't here. So I'm gonna battle with him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like everything belongs to God at the end of the day. Everything mm -hmm. good belongs to God, even if you think you're doing it for somebody else, bro. Like it belongs to God. It, it's God using that person to get you to the end that he wants you to be at. It's, mm. it's just so much about, I can talk about this one I body mean, I, for an hour. And I, uh, and I can, can, I can try to, to talk from Dexter's point of view. And it's like, you want to be careful that you're, you're doing something better for yourself. Like, and what he's saying is you got to be careful that you're doing something better yourself for like God and for yourself and not for someone else. So let's say like you're doing it for a girlfriend. Like mm -hmm. I'm gonna be celibate for my girlfriend and then y'all y'all don't work out, she do something bad to you, whatever case may be, you like, man, forget celibate. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But you you have no foundation, you have no like there's nothing yeah, on yeah, exactly there's no there's no foundation to like what you're doing it for except for that person, except for that thing. If it's taken away or if something happened, you end up like not thinking about it, whatever case would be what you're you're gonna fall because there's nothing under that. So that's what he was saying, I think. Yeah, and I get that, but to take that same analogy, bro, like now let's say you break up with that girl and now you used to be in celibate. Now you have no desire to pursue sex because y'all have been practicing celibacy and y'all been together for three years. Like now you still keeping that same practice of celibacy. Like it started off, I'm doing it for her. And now it's like, no, this is what I do. I'm keeping myself sexually pure because this is how I've been living my life. And mm -hmm. a, a real world application of this is right now, we in coronavirus, we in quarantine. I've never been afraid of coronavirus. I've, I've been like, all right, if I put on my mask, I go out, I'm straight. I've never been afraid. But mm -hmm. my wife has been afraid, right? And so when, 
for a while, for like the last three months, I've watched her be afraid. I've watched her anxieties. I've watched her avoid every person out in the world. Mm-hmm. And so recently, when we started going out, I found myself avoiding people too. Again, I've never been afraid. Like even in that moment, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not afraid of none of this. Like I ain't afraid of none of it, but mm-hmm. I'm still avoiding people just like she did. Because like, even though I was doing it for her, it has become a part of the way I live my life. And so now that's just how I act when I'm in public too, mm-hmm. even though I'm not afraid. So it's just that same concept. I definitely, uh, I see both sides. I feel like it's this, it's, 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 I feel like it's like a case by case basis and it's a thin line mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to it. Uh, just cause, you know, I, I know for a fact that, you know, if you, if you doing something for someone else, that sometimes it's not as strong. And so sometimes you have to find like a reason to do it and it, and it's a little bit stronger. I mean, I get my own account, like, celibacy you know like uh if i'm doing it so i got a girlfriend someone i you know i really like it's like okay i'm probably gonna marry this person all that cool and they're like yeah i'm celibate and like, okay well cool well you know i'll be celibate too just because you're celibate and then you know uh but you know like being down like hey if she want to come with the celibacy stuff i know that we you know it's gonna be on and rocking you know and so then things don't work out uh well, for me, it's a little different, but it, like, you know, if things work out, you're like, man, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I'm saying? But then like, I had to decide for myself. It was like, okay, like, <coughs> I'm going to do this for God. Cause I, right. Throughout the, throughout that time, you know, there was a lot of slip ups, you know, there were slip ups because I mean, I was taking it seriously, but you know, eh, I really wasn't, you know, right. but then, you know, I, I read, I actually said in my own spirit, in my own heart, okay, I'm going to give God sex. I'm going to do this because I wanted to get delivered from certain things. I want to get delivered from porn. I want to get delivered mm-hmm. from all this stuff. So I'm going to give God sex to renew my mind. And it's just, it, it, I don't know, it kind of fortified it to a point where, you know, if, if something was to like kind of like present itself, like I felt more in my spirit that I shouldn't do this rather mm-hmm. than, you know, it's like, is she cool with it? I mean, is she cool with it? Then, hey, I'm cool with it, you know, because I know she the one that really celibate. You know, so it's just, it's like you, and that's just for me, but you just got to be careful with that. Uh, so that, I think, is a thin line, but you were right, too. You know, like, uh, I feel like I wouldn't have thought about celibacy if it wasn't for her. You know what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. I get both sides. I do. It's just we got to we gotta be careful with it. Uh, Cause you do have to have your own foundation. Like it's cool that it's introduced, but eventually we have to be like, okay, I'm doing this for like for God or, you know, I'm doing this for Jesus or I'm doing this for myself to be better through, you know, whatever case may be. And that's where that real foundation come in on top of that idea or under that idea, I guess, whichever. So, uh, but I agree with that. Uh, anyone say anything on that topic before I introduce well, no, nah, I agree with I agree with what both of y'all saying. Um, mm-hmm. Just to summarize it up, you have to want it on the flip side of you have to want it for yourself because if you don't want it for yourself, you're not gonna take it as serious. It's not gonna right. when you slip up, it's not gonna you're not gonna get like convicted as much as if you're doing it for yourself. 
But again, God do use other people mm-hmm. and use do use the foolish things to bring people closer to him. So I do get what uh David's saying as well. So yeah. it's like you said, like it just depends on like the, the case, case by case basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, one thing I did want to uh, kind of go back to um, when it, it kind of talked about, like when it comes to our, our, so doing things for the interests of others. So our attentions and our motives is important what we do when we are trying to help others or trying to, you know, be that servant. And so like one thing I want to like talk up, especially because, you know, we're in a fraternity, all of us are out, you know, so like, you know, we try to help the community, we try to the community or homeless you know are we doing so recognition are we doing so to generally help like is, is this a a photo op or you know or is this something we're generally wanting to do and then is there such a thing as having both or doing having that have both as a as a mindset uh ask uh, that question again because i'm not all right i'm, a, I'm asking again so you know uh if we're striving to help the community or the homeless or the youth or, you know, anything like anyone in those categories, you know, especially as alphas, you know, we're, we're all been in fraternity. Uh, are we doing so to get recognition or, you know, a photo op? Or are we doing so to genuinely help these people or help uh, whatever we're doing, like helping with whatever we're doing? And then mm-hmm. the follow-up question was, is there a such thing as having both mindsets? Oh, man. Uh I think it comes down to your intention. I think it comes down to your intention, bro, because I think a lot of people, we do have a lot of alphas in even our chapter that that do do community service for the photo op, right? Mm-hmm. They, they do it to be seen. We, have, we know plenty of people that do it to be seen doing good instead of doing it to actually help other people. But like I said before, God will use that situation because it is of God, and he'll be like, all right, well, you got your photo op, but you still, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Help these people. You still. Right. I see and what you're saying. I personally don't like doing community service for a photo op. I've never really liked that. I feel like if you get a photo while you're doing the community service, that's one thing. But, like, if you're doing it because, oh, yeah, we need to do this so that we can win this award and we can be seen doing it, I felt like that was always trash. But, but this scripture just said it, man, like, the people still getting help, so I gotta come up off that position. Mm. Yeah, I agree with David. Yeah. With what David said, um, like it's definitely um, you gotta have a pure heart with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you got definitely gotta be pure with it. But again, God do use the foolish things to help people. Yeah. Uh, for example, if somebody just out there helping the homeless and just want to take a picture and post it on Facebook, it might not be beneficial to that person. It would probably be beneficial to that person because it's helping that person pride out. But as in God, it's not beneficial to that person. But it's still beneficial to God because that person's still helping someone mm-hmm. out and whatnot. And another thing, I always see people say that, um, like, you can help people without posting on Facebook. You can help people without posting on Instagram. There's two scriptures in the Bible, and I can I do not know them word by word, but one scripture mm-hmm. say, when you help people, don't do it to be seen. But on the flip side, I think it's in Matthew. Matthew do say that uh, when you help people, do show it to the world to show them the glory of God. So um, a lot of people got it confused. And I guess a lot of people don't read Matthew because Matthew clearly says 
if you uh, help somebody out, if you got a pure heart, do show it to the world to give God the glory so other people can follow suit on what mm-hmm. you're doing. So I guess, again, I guess it just depends on like your heart and okay. where your heart is. That's good. That's good. That's and that's what I was. That's what I was thinking too. Like, and that's why you know I said like you know, it's in, like like y'all said the heart, the intentions, the motives are behind it. You know, and and also I think like uh, when it comes to like the ones who are just posting it to get recognition or to be seen, I think uh, like you said, like God still uses that, but um, it could be a, a situation where uh, they will get convicted of their pride you know maybe like maybe there's something that's building up to be convicted of the pride to where it changes their heart but i know it's something that i, I wanted to talk about uh oh you you answered okay but that's kind of what i asked but yeah I, it, it ain't exactly it uh, to, to repeat the question uh lee uh, <laughs> um i said uh I, I if we're striving to to help the community, the homeless, the youth, you know, all those aspects, um, are we doing so to get recognition or are we doing so to genuinely help? And then the follow-up question was, is there such thing as doing both or having both mindsets? Uh, and then, uh, you know, you heard the answers there. I'm just going to go on record by saying if you're doing it just for the photo ops, you trash. I, I, don't, I don't care. I'm, guys... God's still working on my heart, but they trust. Where did you say my answer? But no, I um, I do believe that it's possible to have both mindsets. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, think about it. Early on, um, like I think David made an use an example of when we first came into this came into this brotherhood. Yeah. Um, we were really a lot of a lot of people had the intentions of doing <clears throat> doing all that they were doing just to be seen. But after a while, um, recognizing the true essence of why it is that we do uh, do mm-hmm. things like this, yeah. um, it didn't matter if whether or not if we made it in time for the group photo. It didn't matter whether right. or not if we contributed the most as far as like, um, non-perishable items it didn't matter because i mean like we recognize that you know as long as we're doing our part to make sure that we're helping that person that is that is uh in need um that's that's all that matters um you said something about a photo op yeah i mean it's a part of it (laughs) it's a part of it Okay, what was the other part? Because I want to make sure I touch it. I mean, that's what, that's what it is, like, you know, uh, recognition. So, you know, the follow-up or, you know, if we are talking from the fraternity aspect, you know, uh, using that to, you know, be able to get awards and, you know, stuff like that. And and it even it even happens. And I know that um, I know a lot of people are kind of skittish about talking about it in the church, but it happens in the church as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people want to, do all of these extraordinary things just so they can have their name called over the mic. And sometimes some people will take offense when their name isn't called. But like I said, if you and you're like all of us have alluded, if our heart is in the right place, um, and if we're going by the leading of the, of the Lord, I really do believe that 
he's going to reward us um, in such a way that no man really could do. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's all a matter of how you approach this thing because, I mean, like David said, if you're just doing it just for the glory of it, um, you, you, you some trash. I can't say so because <laughs> it's close to his last name. <clears throat> Love wow. Wow. He, he's he's used to it. He's he at this at, by this point, if he's not used to it by now, I don't know what's wrong with this man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we we good, B. But yeah. It's you trash if you do it just for the photo op. God gonna use you, but you still hot garbage. Oh boy. Uh yeah, so that was one of my questions. Is there anything else y'all wanted to to bring up about these uh, these scriptures? I think it was good. Uh, just yeah, the last, good. just the last verse where it say, uh, "You should try to imitate Jesus." That's really the foundation of a of a believer and a Christian. Mm -hmm. You should try to imitate Jesus, imitate Jesus in everything that we do. Right. Although it's going to be a journey. Jesus was on a journey. He's the only person that could like was sent was sinless. So when although I say imitate Jesus, we know we can never be perfect, but we can strive to be more Christ like as well as like look at who we are, fix the things that we need to fix, and just continue to draw closer to God, continue to pray, and just continue to be on this journey. It's really the foundation of of a believer. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Yeah, that's it. This is a good chapter, David. I appreciate you bringing this up. It's it's helped me as well. Um, Definitely helped me. And and just to to go off of that, if there is any chapters or any you know any passages that touch our heart or y'all want to talk about, um, you can either you know you can send to me or if y'all want to even like, you know, if anyone else wants to try to uh. You know, they, they feel like they have certain, like, questions or anything they want to, like, moderate with. I, you know, I'm more than welcome. You know, I don't, I don't mind. You know, I can let let you take over. So, you know, just, just putting that out there, like, if it, if it does touch your heart or your spirit, uh, either passion, you can either send it to me. And then I'll, I do like I did this time. You know, I'll go over it and I'll, I'll pull certain things where if y'all want to go ahead and something touches y'all, like, you know, I have this and this and this that's been on me. I want to kind of talk about this, 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 and this. Feel free. You know, and we'll go from there. But you know, just open that up for everyone. Uh, uh, don't go over the uh, what we're doing one more time. All right, yeah, all right. So no food, no water. I mean, no food till five p.m. Just water till five. Um, no social media unless it's for business or your brand. Uh, we're praying in the morning, the noon slash afternoon, and night for at least fifteen minutes, and then we're reading the Bible every day for at least thirty minutes. Perfect. By our heads, Father God, thank you for bringing us together yet another week, Lord. I thank you for these men that have joined. I thank you for all the people that will watch this later, Lord. I just ask right now that you will come in and you will touch our hearts. You will touch our minds. You will give us the strength, the power through these next seven days as we embark on this fast together, Lord. I pray that you will draw us closer to you as we go through these seven days, Lord. And Lord, I pray that your word will continue to rest on our hearts, that you will continue to convict us and teach us how to be better Christian man than you, Lord. 
Father God, we understand that the world is crazy right now. We understand it's crazy, but God, we know that you're going to keep us and we know that you're going to give us what to do and how to do it to make it through, Lord. Father God, we just thank you right now. We pray that you will let your will be done in our lives, Lord. We understand that you've given us that that perfect will, Lord. We understand that your perfect will is plan A. We don't want plan B, C, or Z. We just want that plan A, Lord. So, Father God, we praying and asking you to just continue to guide us. Give us this strength. Give us how to deal with people over these next seven days. Get, help us to seek you in this world while we're going through this fast. Help us to draw closer to you. Help us to come out of this better man than when we started, Lord. And, Father God, I just want to thank you for everything you're doing in my life, for Carlton's life, for D'Angelo's life, Lee, Larche, everybody that's under the sound of my voice right now, Lord. And I ask you to just watch over us as we go out separate ways. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Yes, sir. I feel it. The Holy Spirit used it, like I said. Thank you for watching Genuine Uplift. Please take the time to check out our other videos as well. We have podcasts available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. We have messages for the Bible studies that are already uploaded on YouTube with different playlists. And we also have a men's Bible study that is uploaded on our Genuine Uplift Facebook page. Please take the time to check out the videos, like, share, um, listen to the podcast if you have the time. Thank you for watching again.